Good morning, everyone. I'm Charlotte Lehman, and this is Good Morning Especially. Have you seen the meme, Good Morning to Everyone, except? This podcast is the opposite. Instead of except, we are saying especially. The world can be a tough place, so every weekday in January, or maybe forever, depending on how this limited series goes, we are here to start your day with some positivity and gratitude, mostly. (laughs) Today is a bit of a more melancholy story, and it's a bit longer than our normal stories, but I'm having some feelings come up about a dog that I had years ago, and I just want to share her story again, and I want to remember her story and remember it for the sad bits, but I also want to remember it for the happy parts, too. So today's good morning especially goes out to my difficult dog. Good morning to everyone, especially my difficult dog. In 2014, I adopted Starsky, my American foxhound, and the most perfect dog to ever exist. But I also yearned for a second dog, and in 2018, I got my wish. I adopted a Heinz 57 mixed-breed dog from a rescue in Brooklyn. Honestly, it was not the right decision. I had gone through a seriously traumatic experience a few weeks prior, and I wasn't really thinking straight. But whether or not it was the right decision, it is what I did. And I was the right person for my new dog, who I named Keto and nicknamed Kiki. She was a difficult dog right off the bat. She was pretty shut down at the meet and greet event where I adopted her, but she still happily went on a walk with Starsky. I could tell they liked each other, but When we got home, she was terrified of everything. She refused to use the bathroom outside and instead spent every potty break cowering in the corner of the yard. And yes, we were lucky enough to have a small fenced yard in front of our building in Brooklyn. After about a week, she stopped cowering in the yard, but she was never comfortable outside. We went on walks and she was scared the entire time. Her ears were pinned back and she had really tense body language. But she loved Starsky, and he loved her, although I think he sort of knew that something wasn't right. What wasn't right was that Kiki was unstable. She was a loving dog to me, and friendly with most women, but she was terrified of men, although she did eventually allow a few male friends into her circle very tentatively. She gave children a wide berth, completely petrified of them, and she was reactive to other dogs very reactive. The only dog she seemed to trust was Starsky, and every other one she saw, she went into a huge fit, growling and lunging, trying to get at them. About six months after adopting her, it felt like Kiki was truly settling in and really making some progress. She seemed a lot more relaxed and secure, like she understood she was home, and that this home would not be abandoning her. After some serious neglect for the first four years of her life, plus multiple rescues and foster homes, sweet Kiki was in survival mode, just waiting to be abandoned again. 
My therapist in Brooklyn explained PTSD to me right after I had gone through my own traumatic event. He said that immediately following something so traumatic, you don't have PTSD. You're still responding to and heightened from the event. It's only once your body and mind start settling that PTSD arises and you start understanding the long-term effects something has had on you. And that's exactly how it was for Kiki. Six months in, she finally felt safe and secure, and that's also when her bigger problems started. She began attacking Starsky. First, it was redirection. When she saw another dog, instead of trying to attack that dog, she would try to attack Starsky. And then it became random, seemingly without any triggers. I did a lot of training with Kiki the whole time I had her. It wasn't formal training usually, but more life skills based training to help her become more comfortable. But with a dog that's unstable and unpredictable and dangerous, sometimes even the most consistent training can't help. Kiki died in 2019, a little over a year after I adopted her. She is what is known as a behavioral euthanasia, meaning that although she seemed to be physically healthy, I put her down because her mind was so unhealthy that she was unable to enjoy a good quality of life and she had low chances for ever enjoying a good quality of life. And to top it all off, despite training and love and a stable home, she had grown unpredictably dangerous. As a slight tangent, I do want to point out that mental and physical health are not a binary. There isn't any real way to know whether there was an underlying more physical cause, especially since she came from a hoarding and neglect situation, but it is definitely a possibility. And I do think that we may want to start considering things as more of a spectrum. As the saying goes, a sound mind in a sound body, mental health and physical health are inextricably linked. And I don't think it does us any favors to completely separate them as two different things. So that's Kiki's story in a nutshell. And despite the heartbreak, she also has lots of happy moments in her story. She knew love and stability with me. She felt safe with Starsky, and she even learned to tolerate my parents' dogs. She was brilliant. <laughs> At first, she didn't understand what learning was, but she was so eager and so cute. And once she figured out sit, she had a sort of breakthrough where she understood the concept of learning. And then she was the most incredible learner, and she especially loved trick training. She would get so, so excited to go trick training. And she really loved her muzzle because as part of the muzzle conditioning process, I did trick training with her while wearing it. So she actually associated her muzzle with playing her favorite game, learning tricks. She tried her best to overcome her demons. She wanted to love and trust a couple of men and she even did snuggle with them a couple times. She got to move out of bustling Brooklyn and live in the Adirondacks for a little while. And she really loved that because we have a big yard at our Adirondack house that she enjoyed running around in. And we also have a fireplace and she had her own special chair, one for Starsky, one for me, one for Kiki sitting in front of the fireplace. And we would have a fire almost every night that we lived there and she just got to cozy up next to the fire. Kiki chose me to be her person and Starsky to be her brother, and I believe she knew we were her family. The night before she died, we had a private conversation. Yes, it is perfectly acceptable to have private conversations with your dog. I told her that tomorrow we were going to the vet and they would give her some medicine that would make her sleepy and she wasn't going to wake up. And even though she wasn't going to wake up, she also wasn't going to be in pain anymore. 
She was going to feel so much better, feel real peace. Kiki chose me to make the right decisions for her, not the easy ones. When we had this conversation, she visibly relaxed and wagged her tail. She understood, and she agreed with the decision. Kiki, I learned so much from you. I am a better dog owner because of you. My current two dogs owe so much to you, and I will love you forever. Four and a half years later, and I am still telling your story, still thinking about you all the time, you have had so much greater of an impact than you realize. Good morning to everyone, especially my difficult dog, my Kiki. I'm Charlotte Lehman, and this is Good Morning Especially. Every day, we're here to tell everyone good morning, especially to a certain someone. This podcast is a group project, so I want to hear who you're saying good morning to. You can email us at goodmorningespeciallypod at gmail.com. Either write it out in an email or record it in a voice memo and send it on in so I can play it or read it on the podcast. I can't wait to hear who you're wishing a good morning. Good morning.